Hello, we're so glad you're back. Today's show is going to start with a chocolatey and cherry snack. We're also going to discuss what not to do when you're out there job hunting. Then we're going to talk about some thrift store finds. And in Paranormal Corner, we're learning about something called the Dragon's Library. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. And I brought the snack today. Yay! Now, I don't know if you like these things, but uh, there's a candy or some kind of something here in this country. It's the chocolate-covered cherries. Okay, yes. It's actually, it's... it's. I've had them before, and they're great. But but it's not really real cherry. Well, it's, yeah, it's like got a cherry liqueur in it or something oh, like okay, that. Oh, or... okay, the Christmas kind. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what kind were you thinking of? Uh, they also have dried cherries, like... Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the... The candy thing uh-huh. that's like a like a little candy bar type of thing. Yeah. And it's yeah. Okay. Yeah, you like that? I don't hate it. I do. I don't. I can't hate stand it. it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be my go-to, but I don't hate it. Oh yeah, I I don't. It's it's the cherry syrup in it or something. I don't know what it yeah. is. Well, it's I mean it's uh, I mean let's face it. There, I think there's a lot of um, unnatural flavoring right, right, in there. Right. Well, so that's what I brought today. <laughs> You'd like the chocolate, just the dried cherry chocolate stuff. I'll yeah, keep, I'll I've, keep it in I've had those. Oh, I've they're had good, them. right? Yeah, that's and, great. Cr- and the cranberry, too. I like the chocolate-covered cranberries. That's too bitter for me, believe it or not. Huh? So what I have today is I have two different types of chocolate. Okay. And two different types of cherry drink. Oh, so it's like deconstructed. Yes, exactly. Okay, that way okay. you don't have to have them together if you don't want to. But Gotcha. So, uh, and these are sour cherry. I mean, these are... I'll, I'll read the ingredients once okay. once you And I see a decide. difference between them color-wise. There is a difference color-wise. Mm-hmm. And this, by the way, I've never had either one of these particular brands of cherry drink. Is it 100% unsweetened? I don't know yet. I okay, didn't read the ingredients. It's, it's going to be sour <laughs> if it is. But, but they're both... has a lot of health properties, cherry juice. Right. There's, and, and I love cherry juice. I, I like and cherries. One of my favorite stores, Trader Joe's, has a cherry juice that I will get, and I will make popsicles out of that. And they are so tart. Uh-huh. In fact, I, just mentioning that when I said tart, mouth my mouth started sweat. watering because of that. Did I tell you that? Um, so one of my nieces, they live in Oregon and they have a Rainier cherry tree. And some, and you, depending on where you're at, they also call them Queen Anne cherries. Same thing, okay. the yellow ones with the little poof of blush on it. Anyway, I, listen. I don't have a cherry tree. I do. I'm aware that certain fruits, you there's the potential for worms. Right. Never occurred to me because I've never gotten a worm in my store-bought cherries. And I'm eating one. And my niece tells me as I'm eating some of the cherries off her tree, okay, look for the little pinhole. If there's a pinhole, there might be a worm in there. I'm like, <laughs> now you tell me? Anyway, so. Did you find I, a worm in it? I didn't, but I'm oh. traumatized now. So every time I buy cherries, I'm looking for the pinhole. Oh How many God. worms may I have eaten? I don't know. I, I have a cherry tree, but it, it's not in the ground. It's in a, uh, uh, still in its uh, container from the nursery. And it, oh, okay. and it does, hasn't yet to bloom anything ah. from uh, cherries. All right. So anyways, I'd like you to try okay. one of the cherry juices. Well, I'll start and uh, with the darker of I've, the I've marked them on the bottom of the glass. They have, we have, I have little little plastic shot glasses that I have for this. I'm and, just looking uh, at the color. Yeah, yeah. Take a look at it. Take because, like I said, this, these are both new to me. I've never tried Smelling either one it of them. Doesn't really smell. I smell more chocolate in here right now than I do the cherry. Okay, so it's it is sweetened, is which it? is good because okay. I have had 
full-on sour cherry juice. And okay, so that's woo! the darker of the two. I'm going to also uh, taste the darker of the two. It's good. Tastes like cherry juice. It does. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. That is good. That's stuff. That's like almost biting and into is it a cherry pie. Two different pie. chips, or it's two different types of chocolate chips. Okay. You can see there is a size difference. Yes. And I'm just curious as to which one you like better. Okay. Well, this one's darker, so I'm thinking that I'm thinking you're going to go for the darker chocolate one. Yeah, well, I don't know. So I'll start I, it, with the darker. It's hard for me to do because I I know what they are, I know which brands they are. <laughs> So I have them here just for me to snack on, but it's you to figure out which one that you uh, prefer between the two, because one of them, the chips are a little bit larger than the others. Well, that one's delicious. Again, it's the darker, larger of the two. Let me take a swig of water and wash some of that away. Oh, that is darker. I just had a taste of that. I forgot how good that was. Okay, so I've tried the smaller, lighter one of the two. Well, they're lighter... Well, I don't know. I think they're lighter because, okay, so both chocolate chips have been in my refrigerator. And you know how sometimes Mm -hmm. when you put them in the refrigerator, they oxidize or whatever? No, there's a difference. I promise. Is there? Yep. Yeah. I can't see how you wouldn't choose the larger, darker of the two because it's richer and I just know how you are about chocolate. Right, right. Now, these are good. And I would say, oh, gosh, see, this is really hard. This is my preference. If I'm just going to snack on chocolate because it's a little milder. Right. But if I'm going to cook with it, well, I might actually do both because <laughs> they're both good. Right. But I just see this other one more as your kind of chocolate chip. The bigger ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are. They're... Uh... Bigger and richer. Yes. I'm not mad at either one of them. And I mean, there's plenty of chocolate flavor in the smaller of the two. There is, but... I just taste a difference in that one. I want to try the cherry. The other. Right. Try the secondary cherry. Now that you've had, uh, you had the first cherry, then you had some chocolate and water and all that. Now to try the second cherry. Tell oh, me what you think. That's tartar. Is it? Yep. Okay. So I'm mm. going to <laughs> swig my water and try that oh again. Oh my gosh. Because, I, because there was some chocolate oh. mixed with that. And so. That second cherry is very tart. And I'm curious because I... I don't remember which one, because what I did, I poured them out of two different, you know, the two different brands that we have. I'm going to try again. And I don't know, I don't remember which one was which. That's so it's kind of a mystery tart. to me. Oh, it's I'm great. I'm going to mix the two. <laughs> because you know. Janetized it. Yep. Yep. Wow, that tart one is great. I can't wait to get home and make popsicles out there of either go. one of these. There, you, that, you like the mixture the of the yep. two? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's good. All right, so okay. here's what we have. The well, you know what? I gotta now. I gotta find out which one was which. Oh, I can't tell. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, so you. Have well, the, here, this is the. Is that have one dot the, or two? The, two. This is the two lighter dots. one. That's the lighter one. Is that was that the? Uh, that's the tartar. Tart. Okay, the one that is more tart. Yes. Is this brand? It mm. is called Cherry Bundy. C-H-E-R-I-B-U-N-D-I, tart cherry juice sweetened with a hint of apple juice from concentrate. And it has uh, it has a tag sticking on it. It says, Cherry Bundy Natural Tart Cherry Juice is a potent addition to every athlete's recovery ritual, oh. reducing muscle soreness, improving sleep, and boosting immunity for better performance. Well, gosh, oh, I, I didn't know get that. get some of that, too. Wow. 
says the highest antioxidant levels of any superfruit juice. Wow. 200 tart cherries in every bottle, it says. Well, I didn't even know this was a sports drink. This is non-GMO. And it says 100% juice. Ingredients, tart cherry juice, not from concentrate. Okay. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Apple juice, apple juice concentrate, and water. And that's it. Just okay. So that's why it's so tart, because it has no and, additives. And only sweetened with and apple. And this comes to us from, it's manufactured for the Cherry Bundy Incorporated which is located in Geneva, New York. Oh. Now, the other one that was not as tart is the brand is Noyan, N-O-Y-A-N, and it's Russian, sour hmm. cherry. Now, I got this, I think, when we went to one of the stores, when we went, remember we went the Super King or uh-huh. whatever store? Yeah. This is where I, I got oh, that okay. from. And it is, well, I had to find the... I don't know if it has English ingredients. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Well, well, there are cherries Wait. on the, the It has all picture. sorts of languages on here. <laughs> so. Okay, here's the ingredients. Here, okay. here, here we go. Uh, this is the Great Britain ingredients. Oh. Uh, sour cherry nectar. Ingredients. Water. Sour cherry juice from concentrate. Sugar. Yeah. Best before seed date on box. That's it. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. You were right. Man, you, you have good taste buds. You could tell if that was... Uh, Sweetened cherry juice. Well, I mean, you can too. I mean, you can definitely tell the difference. Well, I could certainly tell the one that's more tart. I'm going to try the, the Russian one again, the, the the sugar in it. Like I say, you blend the two and it's just perfect. It adds a little bit more tartness to the sweeter of the two. Yeah, it's definitely the Russian one. I mean, the, it's the, milder. It's I not think as that tart. the tart... The, the extra tart one the, the with the apple juice right. is so tart that it takes away from the cherry juice. You taste the cherry more with the sweetened In one. In the Russian one, yeah. Yeah, but then when you blend the two, it's just a, it's a beautiful marriage. I just like the tart one. Oh, my gosh. That is just, it makes you pucker up. Good stuff, mm. though. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Down the wrong pipe or no, what? No. Oh, okay. It's just so sour. It is. In a good way. No, it I is mean, good. I love it. It's good. I kind of want to go in my own room with it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the chocolate chips are, let me see if I can do are this the without dumping them. the large ones These small ones are, of course, my favorite. No, Ghirardelli. From <laughs> Tart, Ghirardelli. It's Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli. Okay. So the small ones, the regular size ones, are the uh, semi-sweet chocolate chips from Trader Joe's. Okay. Which I always have on hand. Mm-hmm. The larger ones are the 72% oh, cacao okay. chips from Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. This is a recent addition that they've put on their shelves. Uh-huh. It costs about two forty nine, so it's 49 mm-hmm. cents, well, 50 cents more than the $1.99 cheapies that I love and get. Mm-hmm. But uh, for about 50 cents more... You get that darker chocolate. It's going to be great in a cookie. Which is strange because to me, the semi-sweet chocolate, I mean, does that semi-sweet literally mean semi in half, meaning it's 50% cacao? I don't know. And maybe that's why this say. 72% tastes so much darker? Yeah, I don't know. But no, it, does, it doesn't say on it because I know we've gone through the ingredients before, but that's what you have. So we have the couple of variations on Trader Joe's chocolate. And of course, the uh, Russian sour cherry with a little bit of sugar in it, and that tart. So, do cherry you bundy. like the richer one? I like both of them. I, but, okay. But even <laughs> this is how cheap I am. Even fifty cents when I love the dollar ninety nine, the yeah. two forty nine. It's like no, no, no. I'm gonna get. But lately, at, at my local Trader Joe's, 
they've been out of the dollar ninety nine chips. Oh, okay. And I asked the guy because you know they know me as the chocolate chip quest- right. questioner, right. Uh, and he said it's a uh, supply issue right now with that brand okay. or whatever. And I said, well, you better tell him to hurry up and you know crack the whip on that. Well, if it ain't broke, don't <laughs> fix it. So I guess there's no reason to buy the fifty cents more one if you don't have to. Right, but, uh, right. Fortunately, I had a few in stock, and so I'm still checking every week to see if they have the new stuff. Okay. So there you go. That's All your right. uh, choc- your deconstructed chocolate Thank cherry you. juice thing. Nice. Very nice. And, and like I said, I like it this way. But that chocolate cherry conf- uh, thing, whatever you want to call it, I don't like that at all. I hear you. It's not it's not my favorite, but, uh, you know, in a pinch. All right. So what do you have for us? Well, you know, let's talk about this a little bit, you know, because things, gosh, we're not really talking about COVID, but this um, can relate anytime for anyone, but there are a lot of people that are that, thank you that are going out there and potentially doing the job hunt because things are starting to open up again. Right. And right. these are some I don't want to be a downer, but these are some mistakes that you don't want to make when you're uh-huh. out there looking. So resume mistakes that kinda may make you look like a narcissist and you just might not get a call back from the from the experts. I get so mad that being a narcissist gets such a bad rap. I'm just saying. Sorry. I'm so sorry. So resume trends have changed dramatically in the past few years, which I didn't know that. But I mean, you know, things change. So I well, guess I was gonna say, uh, when was the last time you needed too. a resume? I, I haven't I haven't, but I kind of I just assume when you're putting things on your resume, it's doesn't it really change as far as you put the information about your right. past job experience and, you know, tell people what makes you I think the styles great. change and all that a lot. I know I know the last one I started doing was a few years ago and I had someone that offered to help me a lot with it and I didn't have them help me and then I didn't get the job. Oh. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't know uh, if that was related or not. There's a much bigger story, but anyway. I hope this can help anybody who's out there looking. All right, let's see. All right. So, um Okay, so <laughs> people want to know about who you are as a person, um, and there are ways to reflect that on your resume, but also there are ways to reflect on your resume that don't necessarily look so good, and you may look like a narcissist. So uh, if you lead with an objective, objective statements are outdated, and they only serve as a distraction. It says me, me, me. Interesting. The first thing a recruiter see shouldn't be a sentence about what you want from them. Wow. Employers need to know that you can satisfy their requirements before they can start thinking about how to satisfy yours. So the fix is ditch the wordy self-important statement. For example, I'm a detailed self-starter looking for weird, right? Yeah. What's the matter with that? Well, you look like a narcissist. Here's, here's what I want. Here's what I want out of a job. I'm Instead, wow. go with an eye-catching headline that broadly references your background. For example, connecting talented people with jobs they love. Okay. Wow, that's like a marketing slogan that you'd pay you know, tens of thousands of dollars for. That's how it is today, apparently. Uh, second um, useful tip, long bullet points. Including bullet points under each work experience is the best way to neatly highlight your experience. But this person that wrote this um, says, I've seen way too many resumes with bullet points that take up three or four more lines. Any bullet point that's more than two lines is overdoing it and just sends up, uh, ends up looking like an excessively long run-on sentence. The fix is to remove any unnecessary adjectives and adverbs. 
The goal of a resume isn't to tell your entire career story. You just want to hit on a few key points and qualifiable accomplishments that reflect your strongest skills. I know. This is so... Mark's giving me this look like, really? They're like, I can't believe this. The whole... The whole concept of a resume is your job history. Not and anymore. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fancy fonts and too much bolding, italicizing, and underlining. I, I can kind of get that. Right. As a hiring manager at a tech company, um, uh, this person was told uh, that this can be insulting to the reader. It's almost as if they assume I'm not capable of navigating the resume, so they overdo it with bolding, italicizing, and underlining. <laughs> the fix. Don't underline and italicize anything. Only bold the section headers and job titles so that the reader can easily follow your career uh, progression. Use clean-looking fonts such as Calibri, Helvetica, and Arial or uh, Times. Okay, and Times New Roman. Right. So a multi-page resume. This is the fourth tip. If you've had a long and distinguished career. Uh, for example, somebody with 20 plus years of experience, don't worry about trying to keep your resume to less than one page. Just don't go over three pages because that's when it becomes difficult to hold a recruiter's attention. I agree. If your experience doesn't warrant that much space, however, a multi-page resume will only hurt your chances of landing an interview. You could look like you're trying too hard to sell yourself. So the fix is, if you've held a lot of previous jobs, consider removing any that are unrelated to the one you're applying for. I agree. Positions that are too entry level compared to your current experience level are also unnecessary if you're struggling to keep your resume to one page. And lastly, along this on the same Wait, I just want to say topic, on that, I can't believe someone would do a three-page resume. To me, that's that's insane. I mean, we were always taught, keep it to one page and... You take out the jobs that are not yeah. appropriate or it d- yeah. doesn't matter. I know that when I did, because, you know, I used to do my resume for different jobs. I would create the resume specifically for each job I was applying for. Right, right. You know, and at some point, I mean, when you were young, you put your high school, you know, the, the activities you did in high school. Mm-hmm. But come on. At some point, it's like, I don't care what you did 40 years ago. Right. <laughs> well, lastly, and this is important, I think. Lastly, never include... The recommendations that are available upon request note at the bottom. Employers only care about this if you make it to the final interview rounds. Hmm. And they know that they're available or they'll well, ask. That's true. I don't I don't know that well, I'm trying to think if any of my references were ever used <laughs> back in the day. When was, when was the last time you made a resume? Did for your your current job that you've had for numerous years, did you do a resume for that? I don't remember. It's been, it's been <laughs> 22, 23 years. See, I, I... I don't remember. Yeah. Whenever I did references, and uh, and I also, I did, in my job when I worked at the cable company, I was, uh, assist. My, my assistance was used to help hire someone else there. Mm-hmm. And I got to look through resumes and stuff. And it was so funny and this must have been something they were taught, and I don't remember being taught this, but uh, all the references, everyone had a military officer in their references. Hmm. They all had so-and-so who was, you know, general so-and-so or so, you know, something like that. Whether yeah. they were in the military or not, that was one of their references was always a military person on that. And I always thought that was, in, I always thought that was interesting. I was like, wow, I wonder what... Everyone went to the same class because I was never taught Weird. that on references. No. My, uh, it was it was have references that are 
specific to the kind of jobs that you're 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 right. doing. Right. And I don't even know if they do that anymore. If they do references, people. I don't know. Because I know because of uh, laws for uh, human resources, HR, and stuff like that. Most of the time, you can't. You're certainly not allowed to badmouth anyone. Right. Because uh, you can be sued. Mm -hmm. And generally, my understanding, like I said, I have been out of the business world for a number of years now. But it was I was told that all they can do is verify the dates that you were employed there. Right. And the only other question that they could ask was, would you hire this person again? Right. And they could say yes or no. And that mm -hmm. would probably give you the idea. But you couldn't right. you couldn't go on and on about them because yeah, if it got back to why. the person. Right. And to me, it's like this is way too litigious of a society that yeah, we can't we can't tell them no that guy's right so let me ask you this have you ever been a reference for someone yes and, and the person got do? a job and you like that person so you were a good reference yeah <laughs> i had never worked with them though oh really so it so was, it was a personal of, it, was a, it was a friendly i mean it was just yeah I've, i had never worked with a person it was just uh, a friend see i had worked with a person who was a uh he did our lettering for our comic book. Back when I was working on a comic book, he did the lettering and stuff. He was very diligent, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And he had, I think he sent me an email because I never actually, I've never met him personally, but I think he sent me an email, said he's going to put me on. And I actually, they called me, uh -huh. this company. It was a, I, I don't know, print shop or something like that, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I gave him a glowing resume, but it was all true. Mm -hmm. But I also knew, you know what? This is a good guy. He did great proofreading and stuff for us. It did our, you know, he, he, you know, we, we sent him stuff to do lettering for the comic book and he would proofread just as a bonus. And he'd say, Hey, are you guys sure you want to say this or did you mean this kind of a yeah. thing? Anyways, he was very diligent and, and I gave him a, and he got the job and I was so glad nice. that he did. Well done. I think that's the only time I ever. I've been I'm, asked. I'm trying before, to think if I ever I made sure no one, someone didn't get a job. <laughs> I mean, there have been people that have asked me before if I will be a, a reference for them. And thank goodness um, I didn't get called and I didn't have Sorry. to lie because... I think I have COVID. Coronavirus! <laughs> Sorry. All right. Had saliva go down the wrong, the wrong pipe there. So the fifth one, <clears throat> including a headshot. Well, a photo was normal and actually recommended. I didn't know that. I mean, I can understand on LinkedIn. Back in the day, but... back in the day it kind of was. Well, on social media profiles such as LinkedIn, Twitter, or even a professional website, it's best to avoid putting one on your resume. The fix. Let your accomplishments, not your looks, speak for you. Right. I agree. I... <laughs> the, the, the problem is, well, obviously, this is being a general thing because I've, uh, many times in my life, I've had to hire actors and actresses, and you have a certain look in mind for a project, and you, you actually go through the photos first. If they don't have that well, look, it doesn't matter if they're yeah, talented Yeah, I mean, or not. it depends on the job. I mean, if right. you're, if it's acting or, I mean, I don't know, anything that has to do with, a, with your, a, your looks. Yeah, with their public face that. being out there. Yeah, but I otherwise, mean, we, we make fun weird. of it, but but a lot of these companies, you know, I've, I've gone to different conventions for various things, and, uh, you know, we call them booth bunnies when they have a good-looking babe in the booth to attract things but she does you know she will attract people but she better know her spiel right, right and stuff like that and i've been it's so funny i've been to uh like i said a lot of varied conventions and sometimes you see it and it's like 
it, it's a thing. If they're not attractive, you're not attracted to their booth, even if, right. you know. Uh, so I don't know. It, it, I think it obviously depends on the job. I, I would think so. Right. And I think it's weird that anybody would send a photo in a resume. So, well, unless in the old days, that was the thing, wasn't it? I, I've never done it. I'm and I and I wouldn't I want did. to. I would want anybody to hire me based on, you know, on um, my experience and also based on, you know, however we do with an interview. And um, I would hope that most people would want that. You know, I, I don't want somebody to be, well, let's look at there. We got a little redhead here. You know what? That doesn't mean I'm necessarily a good worker, does it? Well, you know, if you're, you know, to have you around the office all the time and then they'll suggest, you know, you might want to unbutton a couple of those buttons. You're a little uptight there, Jana. I'll tell you, we haven't talked about this, I don't think that much, but sometime maybe we will some of the stuff that I've had in jobs in the past. It's, it's disgusting. All right, so. Uh, g going on when you're being interviewed, here are some things that you don't want to say. I'm a motivated self-starter. Don't. It's wide, wildly overused. And they just said that a more appropriate response might be, I'm not afraid to take the lead on projects and I can do so with a little guidance, followed by an example of a time when you did this successfully. Hmm. And uh, I mean, I could see, you know, when they say that it's overused, I can see. Well, I could see it being overused, but if it's an accurate description of yourself how do you reword it yeah <laughs> yeah uh in five years this is in quotes in five years i hope to be in your position <laughs> don't think that your potential boss will be flattered by this answer they'll just find it lazy and thoughtless instead outline potential ways that you see yourself growing at the organization start with the position you're interviewing for and highlight some key skills for the job and how you can build upon those skills this shows that you, you don't just care about the job, but you're also interested in advancement. And you could just leave it at that. Hmm. Uh, how about this? I didn't like my previous boss. Never. N-E-V-E-R. <sighs> never speak badly about a former boss, no matter how bad of an experience you may have had. That's a tough one. Yeah, but don't. It's just like with relationships. Don't be waxing all on the past. Stuff. I don't know, though. Back back in the day when I worked in cable TV and there was cable companies all over Southern California. I mean, now it's just yeah, a, a two or three. But before, I mean, there were literally tens of, you know, cable companies all over Southern California. And everyone knew everyone in the business. And, you and, you know, you could... <laughs> To me, that would ingratiate yourself to the person if you say, oh, yeah, so-and-so. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, I heard that about them. I don't Did I think heard... so. <laughs> now you're on the inner circle with this person because you're like, oh, yeah, you, you don't like them either. I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that's good advice that I'm giving, but, you know, sometimes the familiarity helps you out. Well, this person that wrote this uh, article says, instead, you could say that you realized your passion and you want to switch career paths, or maybe you're looking for something more challenging. It's also good to mention at least one thing you learned from your previous job that can help you succeed in the role that you're applying for. If you were fired, explain the situation without taking or assigning blame. Talk about what you could have done differently to change the outcome. So in my case, uh, I can't say, well, the... Uh, that previous job, um, I was fired, but it was uh, found out in court that it was wrongful termination, and I sued them and won. Probably shouldn't say that in an interview. Maybe don't look so um, smug. So smug. <laughs> yeah. And proud of yourself. Seem depressed. You try to shed a tear. <laughs> 
about this one. My biggest weakness is that I'm a perfectionist. Right. Nobody's perfect. So this answer is essentially another way of saying I'm too weak to admit any weaknesses. Uh, wow. This is a behavioral question that man managers take seriously. So have an in-depth response prepared. You could send them a list of top skills required for the position. Ask them to rank it based on what they think is your strongest to least strongest. Ultimately, it comes down to being honest about what you need to work on, giving some examples and then discussing how you plan to um, improve on those weaknesses. Hmm. And just two more left here. Okay. Can you tell me more about the company? They're asking you that. Believe it or not, I've seen even the most qualified candidates ask this question in various ways. Oh, this is what you're asking. The hiring manager took the time to read the resume and learn more about your background so you're expected to do the same and make time to research. I never did that back in the day. <laughs> never researched the company? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I I did. And, well, I, I kind of knew about the company. The last the last job interview that I had, I did know about the, com the company. And I'm not sure what your next, what our last uh, uh -huh. thing is there. But let me just say that I filled out a resume, the very specific to this job, very specific to it. It was actually a... a, a tennis facility mm -hmm. that was looking for a manager and marketing manager you know they're combining the two jobs and i made my resume out very specific to that and i've certainly worked in the tennis industry and marketing and promotions and all that stuff so i made it you know really good we went went to have the meeting the interview and the interview i'll try to shorten the story basically uh, i sat down and one of the three people interviewing me one of them who who knew all my qualifications, but he was the person being let go. Uh, but the other two people, the, the main guy in charge said, well, uh, I didn't read your resume, so kind of tell me what, what, what it's about. Huh. And I nearly got up and walked yeah, right then. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, what the frick? Yeah, yeah. I sat there and worked on that resume to impress mm. you, and you are telling me at the interview, I didn't read your resume, so tell me what it was about. <laughs> and I almost said, uh, it was about me being smarter than you, and I don't need this crap. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. But I didn't. But Good. later on in the interview, there, or soon after the interview, well, there, you know what? There was... That's a whole different story. I'm, I'm going to save that for a separate segment okay. on the show, in the on a future show. So, uh, okay. Anyways, it was interesting what happened. All right. Well, you know, kind of, sort of tied in. Well, it, it ties into this as far as looking for a job. Um, there's a friend of mine who was hit up by a company on his LinkedIn profile. Right. And he made it through. He did um, three different interviews with them. So he was working his way in. They were obviously interested. Uh, he did a lot of research on the company and so that he could make sure that he was uh, prepared. But one of the things they wanted him to do is on the third interview, they wanted him to have a presentation um, telling them about, you know, his strengths and what he was, this and that and the other. Right, right. One of the things that they asked him at that interview is that he could, let's see. So he works for a government agency and right. he has done for over 30 years. And so he knows a lot of people in this agency. Right. They wanted to know if he could give them names of people that they could and should that, that contact. And he told me before this interview that he'd made the, this third final interview that right. he'd made the decision not to give them names. He says, because if they don't hire me, I'm not going to just like give it all to them now. He says, I don't think that that's right and fair for them to well, ask I, me. I don't understand what you mean. They names. wanted contacts. They wanted people in the company that they should hit up. 
Oh, for the same job? Yeah, and he says they oh, can do yeah. that. Well, no, 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 not for the same job. Oh. But people that he might put them in touch with. And and all they have to do is their own research to see different names of people that work for this government agency. Oh, I agency. see. For, for like his, to people, their department and stuff. Coworkers all throughout. And all okay, all right, throughout. Right. And so, yeah, so he had decided and he told them, he's like, I don't really feel comfortable because I'm still employed by this place. Right, right. Giving all of that up right now. Right. If, if, you, if you decide to offer me a great position for the amount that we've discussed. Right. And he says, then we can talk. But until <laughs> I'm right. currently employed. Anyway, right. I think that was a great decision. Thing is, he didn't get the job. Right. And he doesn't know if it's because he wouldn't give that up. But he's like, I'm OK with that because I think that was an unfair and I agree with that. Yeah, that's a that's a toughie when they when they do that, especially when they're looking for other people to, you know, steal from the job that you're at and stuff like Potentially that. Potentially so, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, if you, yeah, yeah I, ask I agree. Me when I'm when I'm working right, for you. Right, when I'm working for you and I'm in solid, maybe then I'll help you out, but otherwise, uh, yep. you know, Forget you're it. still the competition. <laughs> okay, well finally, what do your perks and benefits look like? You're asking them this. Right. It's unwise to take any job without knowing what your employee benefits will be, but you should never bring it up early in the interview process because what? it will only make the employer question your true intentions. Remember, <sighs> the first interviews are meant to determine whether you should continue to be in the running for the position. They're, they're separating the wheat from the chaff. So topics involving perks and benefits are irrelevant. You don't even make it, you don't even make it past this. the early rounds. This, this is so much, it depends on what the current how do I say it? What the current employment situation is. Because if they're seeking good people, they're going to want to say, they're, they should be dangling the carrot to get you there. And maybe I'm speaking from someone who's highly qualified in a number of fields that when I go in there, you want me, I know you want me. Yeah. And you should be dangling, you should, you know, I should be asking you, you know, questions like that i i don't know i i disagree with whoever wrote this they're looking at it from a different perspective than i would see it and in fact even as someone who's in, in trying to employ someone if i'm employing someone i want them hopefully they're sitting in front of me because their resume because they're they're saying this is we're talking about interviews right mm -hmm. now yeah that their resume is so impressive i want them in i want to i want to say yes you'll have full benefits or you we also have this or this is the thing or you get the key to the private bathroom or whatever that, i don't i don't see how it could you know d d destroy your chances of going further in the interview process and so i kind of agree with you uh, but by the same token, since I ha also have not been an interviewer in a long time, I mean, that's a tough one because as much as they don't want to discuss all of that with you until they decide they want to get more serious about you, you might want to discuss it with them until you decide so that you can decide if you want to get more serious with them. So that's tough. It's kind of like a regular relationship. Right. <laughs> 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 the way you're describing it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Wow. So wow, that's that's got me thinking a whole lot about not getting a job. <laughs> for those of you that may be out there looking for something else, take note and uh, wow, let us know if any wow. of those are uh, enlightening and helpful for you. Yeah, let us know. Be sure to uh, find us at Snack a Little on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
Twitter. And you can also call us on our dedicated listener line. The number is 909-572-0278. Call us up, leave a message there, and we may use it on one of the future episodes of the show. And we may talk about some thrift store finds. That's right. Like so, right now. <laughs> so I want to bring this up. It, it, so I went to thrift store shopping recently. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, off outside of the show, I think I mentioned to you that because of... Uh, uh, COVID, uh-huh. coronavirus. We, we haven't been to uh, estate sales together or anything yep. like that. Yep. Anyway, so I went out, sh- I had a, a free day, so I went out shopping around and stuff. And I tell you, some of the things in the thrift stores, I don't want to say they bother me. You know what? They do. I'll say it. They okay. bother me. So I okay. have some finds that, that uh, a couple of them bother me. One of them I just found interesting. But uh, so the first one, so these are pictures and these pictures will be up Eventually, uh, you know, we have our show debuts on Monday and then uh, down the road uh, the, the week, I add more pictures to our social media. And uh, so this picture will be up there. But this is a picture that uh, it was at a Goodwill Goodwill store mm-hmm. and it's uh, on sale for three ninety nine. That's a picture in a frame and it has uh, it's a picture of a group of people and it's matted, has a mat, a real thick mat around it, like mm-hmm. a two-inch mat around it, where everyone has signed it. Now, I just want you to look at that just in a general sense. You don't, the specific okay. things I'll, I'll talk about. Okay. But something like that. Now, specifically, this looks like it's a retirement picture. Okay. Because yeah. on the matting, people have written messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a couple of them. Thank you for everything. You've been very helpful. Good luck in your career life. So this is someone who's leaving, maybe not yeah. retired, but leaving the company. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for everything. You've been a great help. Keep it up. You're a great inspiration. So this person, who I'm assuming is the person in the middle of this picture that's covered up by the $3.99 sticker, is an inspiration to people. And let me read one more. Um, I've learned a lot being on your team. Uh, Thanks for everything. And then there was something else. There was another one. Darn it. I wanted to... Anyways, he said you're a great supervisor. And okay. stuff and so it's like but it's sad to me that this is in a goodwill store now right why didn't they if they're gonna give the give this to goodwill yeah. and, you know as people do take out the make sure one make it yeah. the frame and the glass the only mat, i mean who's gonna keep all right that? the picture in the mat no one wants that so right. okay so i'm assuming good, goodwill even but even at the goodwill level right goodwill should have taken that out and said right. hey here's a picture frame with a piece of glass yeah but to me it's always sad to see something that's that personal. I mean, Agreed. this is when someone left the company and, you know, it's a team of what? One, two, three, four, six, seven, nine, you know, about 10 or 12 people. Mm-hmm. And they all signed it and they said, oh, you're great and all that. Where is this? I mean, is this <laughs> right. person Why'd passed? Why they get rid of it? Right. You know, and, and, and to me, it's just, I, it's always sad to me when I see it that. Is. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And that's useless anyway. So, yeah. So, I, I have bought a frame with the matting because I'm going to take out whatever is framed. Right. And keep the frame. But with this the matting mat. has pen right. written on it. And exactly. Everything. And number one, why doesn't the person who's throwing it out take it out? Right. And I can kind of see if they're, you know what, we're just going to put all in a box, good, goodwill. Okay. But why do the people at Goodwill not take it out? I agree. I just thought that was That's uh, interesting. So this is a this is something that I saw at uh, a thrift store, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really interesting. And I think, uh, well, I'm going to try to relate it to. Only because, so it is a nice uh, wooden frame. Mm-hmm. It's painted brass and it has a piece of art and a little, it's a little girl in bed with her toys. And I'll show Jana the picture here. Little girl in bed with the toys. 
Yes. Oops. Yes, a little and, redhead. And it has a little, and it has a little, that, that's what drew me my attention to it, but it has a little poem. Okay. Poem. Poem. Written. And uh, by the way, the tag on this says it's from 1910. Cool. So this is from back when, well, maybe it was just before, I guess 1918 was the Spanish flu. Oh, yeah. So I guess this was yeah. before the Spanish flu, but it's a little okay. girl in bed playing with her toys. And it says, when I was sick and lay abed, I had two pillows at my head, and all my toys beside me lay to keep me happy all the day. Oh. And that's it. But to me, this is about, I, I don't know why someone would make a frame of it, but this is about back then when we didn't have modern medicine. That is a weird thing to frame. It's kind of a downer. And it, it is. And it's kind of like, I wonder what the story is. Was this yeah. a, Was this made for... A uh, right. a sick relative, a sick little girl that was in bed forever. You know, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it was a sick girl that was in bed and she died of consumption or whatever. Yeah, and they kept this in the house, but but uh, scurvy. <laughs> but it was 1910, so I guess I don't know how accurate that is. They may be guessing at that, but in my mind, I was like, well, I wonder if this was from around when they had the Spanish flu, which was the mm -hmm. you know other pandemic a hundred years ago, right? And uh, Anyways, I just thought that was interesting, and I thought, again, who would hang that up? I know. And, you know? Well, now, yeah, I mean, now, if it's truly that old, then, I don't know, maybe some people would just like it because, you know, something from another time. Well, and the frame was really neat. I like that as well. And then on the same thing, you know, obviously you see a lot of weird, quirky things, which which may be another episode that I'll do on uh, thrift store finds. But usually when you and I go to this stuff, we show each other, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. We yeah. don't, we, maybe we should save it for the show next time. <laughs> right. But this is another thing. And this thing here, I, I don't have a price or a date on it, but you can tell it's an old thing. But it's one of those big oval glass picture frames. Oh, you know what I'm beautiful. talking about? Yeah, yeah. So here, and it's like a bubble. The oval glass mm -hmm. is like a bubble. I've seen that kind of And before. this is of a baby. Yeah. And what this reminds me, so I had my great aunt and uncle. I was very fortunate when I was little that I knew my great grandmother and great aunts and uncles. In their house, they had frames like this mm -hmm. with pictures of old peop old family members or whatever. Yeah. And my aunt did too. And I see this, this picture of a little, you know, young child. In, well, I wouldn't say infant. Well, well, young child, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Toddler-ish. Why, why is this not with someone's family? Good question. Why, I mean, that is a classic. That's from, I don't know, awesome. 1800s. Yeah. You know, and it's like... I. Yeah, that's a weird so one. Whenever be... I go to these thrift stores and I go around, I see this stuff, it makes me sad. Yeah. Because there's always something like that that I see there. Somebody there's doesn't always, see the value. Right. There's always something that I think, oh, man, that is a family. And we've seen it at, well, estate sales. We see it a lot. I think uh -huh. I brought it up to you. But it's like, wow, yeah. wow, this is a picture, a family heirloom, and there's no family. Right. Or the, or the family didn't, worse, the family didn't want it. Yeah. Oh, anyway. That's it. That's, that's, that's my... very sad. <laughs> well, thank you that, for sharing. That, that is my uh, little bit there about going to thrift stores and uh, bringing everything down and being sad about Aww. things. So how do you like that? <laughs> well... Let's talk about something wonderful and weird. <laughs> All right. It is time once again for Paranormal Corner. 
That is our sounds that tell us that's where we are. I came across something kind of strange, and I've just got to share it with all of you. Some of you, maybe you'll have heard of this before. I'm a newbie to this. Something called the Dragon's Library. So I found a website. It says, Welcome to the Dragon's Library. Please take your time, browse, and learn what you need. The Dragon's Library is a spirit companion matchmaking service. Wait, what? Spirit Companion Matchmaking Service. <laughs> it's our goal to provide healthy and enriching experiences to our clients, spirit or human, bringing healing and pleasure through communication with spirits and the metaphysical. Oh my gosh. Whether we could provide a friend closure or simply give you gentle advice on your path in life, we are more than happy to contribute to your happiness. So what is a spirit companion? What is spirit companionship? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Spirit companionship is the act of welcoming a consenting spirit into your home and treating them as a close friend or family member. This can be done by anyone of any background, religion, or practice, and there's no experience level of witchcraft or paganism required. Typically, the spirit's energy is attached to a vessel, which is then given to the appropriate companion. Once the spirit is home, the relationship often involves setting up a small altar for providing offerings to the spirit and incorporating them into the companion's okay, daily life. Okay, this definitely life. sounds like Wiccan and witchcraft oh, and is. satanic stuff. Okay, so let's just go I to see. the... I so see, so it's not saying that that's not involved, it's saying that you don't have to have that experience in order Correct. to do this. Okay. Yeah, anybody can do this. Okay. And so there are, um, and I'll turn this around the computer, and so you can see some of the pictures here. You can pay, buy for $55, um, and it says first initial, I haven't clicked on it, but merfolk, or a... Merfolk. Thank you. Or right. a snow elf, a barn owl shifter, <laughs> or river high fae, right. F-A-E. All right. All right. This is this is like for the D&D &D crowd and stuff. But, I mean, this is, this is crazy. Someone is capitalizing on... How about some testimonials from people who've done this? All right. This? Let, let's hear this. this. This sounds ridiculous to me. Almost four years ago, I received a custom conjure from the Dragon's Library who ended up being the love of my life. And the entire time, Katie was super sweet and helpful. This is somebody that works at the Dragon's Library. She was always available for any questions I may have had and made sure I was aware that she was willing to do what she could to make sure we had the best experience possible. Even when I had outside concerns and was worried about not being able to work with them, she went out of her way to make sure I made an educated decision and felt like she put our peace of, uh, our peace of minds and safety as a priority. Here's another. On the morning of January 18th, 2020, I celebrated four years with Lufacrex. <laughs> Lufacrex is a barracks dragon, a pre-conjure I received through Katie. And while both he and I have busy lives and things to tend to, he still makes time for me and I for oh him. Oh my god! I consider him one of my closest friends and a vital <laughs> companion. He's helped me through a lot with both his emotional support and healing. Even just yesterday, he helped me get through a fair lot of pain. Working with Katie was absolutely wonderful, especially since I was very new to spirit work at the time, and I benefited a lot from the guidance Katie had to offer. Here's another. 
I can't believe this. I had literally just stumbled upon your blog and the concept of spirit work and spirit companionship. Admittedly, I flipped. Like literal dream come true. What do you do? What do you mean I can have an actual dragon as a friend? I sent you at least 10 asks while browsing companions. Your pink rose dragon immediately called me. I couldn't get her, you know, I'm gonna get cursed. So I shouldn't be talking. Well, so am I. I'm There's laughing no mirth at this. In my voice. I couldn't get her out of my head. I woke up like three nights in a row at the exact same time after confirming it was the calling <laughs> and getting her. That was four years ago. And I remember the day her vessel arrived. I'm giddy just writing this. She has been such a gift and I can't thank you enough for introducing her oh to me. Gosh. We've built such a great relationship and I could not love her more. I cannot believe people are buying that. Well, I can't say I can't believe because people are stupid. So this one. But this is not. I'm sorry. I got to interrupt. Good. It's good. This is. These are dragons. Dragons don't exist. They never did exist. Here they Dinosaurs did. They exist here because they're pre-conjured. Oh, my. But I mean, I mean, certainly. I do think there's some weird stuff. And I think that people got to be careful. I I think I think that even people trying to connect you, you these psychics that try to connect you with. Uh, family members and friends that have passed on there that's hinky there uh-huh. although look there's obviously we've discussed many times on the show there's things i can't explain being right. a skeptic and all that mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. and i'm certainly open to the possibility there is a spirit world and everything but that's a spirit world for things that actually used to exist or that existed at one time and may still have some energy out there when you're talking dragons that are made up in someone's imagination this is this is ridiculous well maybe this will convince you <laughs> oh great another testimonial f, the letter f okay the gender neutral small floppy eared flower dragon was my very first <laughs> companion from the dragon's library before it closed a bit in 2017 f is my best friend and i'm not even exaggerating <laughs> their manifestation has been described as a weight on my neck and shoulder and that's how f always presents to me Katie's description of S, F was super accurate, and their personality is so bright and energetic and just simply amazing. I have loved every single second with F, and we have a super duper close relationship. Oh my gosh. I've also had a couple of new companions from Katie now since the place is reopened, but all my companions from her have been potent oh my, and unique. Oh my, she has even more than one? Every single one of them have been so different oh my and gosh. had so much to offer that working with them has been super rewarding, except for T, the <laughs> werewolf. So they're also werewolves. Every other companion are my first of that species to work with and every day has been a new experience for me. Even T, the werewolf, is so different from other werewolves and I have always have so much to oh talk to him about. Oh my gosh, people! Now, now, mind you, on the one hand, there is part of my uh, outlook on life that, you know what, whatever gets you by, whatever makes you feel good, whatever, as long as it's not harming anyone else. Uh-huh. So I guess I could apply that to this and stop laughing and mocking them. But the thing is, how much money is being transferred here? Well, Are these people grifting these people for that and saying, oh, thanks for sending the $50 because... T just said, oh, thanks, because I'm a werewolf. Well, when you go to the site where you can shop, right. it wants to know, uh, what are you seeking? You can get pre-conjured spirits, custom conjures, spiritual services, gift you, cards. You can get anything that your money can pay physical for. Physical items, vessels. Wow. 
So let's let's click on you know let's click on preconjured spirits. Right. Let's see how much some of this. About. Yeah. See how much some of this might be costing. Okay. So I don't month. I don't see uh, a price yet. So I'm just going to go through. So you can get conjures by Katie, conjures by Ember, and conjures by Astra. Well, try Katie because she's the one that's been mentioned. 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 Okay. Well. So oh my gosh, they're affecting me. They're you can conjuring me. Angels and holy spirits, celestial beings, elves. Wow. Minotaurs and centaurs, Minotaurs. shifters, werewolves, vampires, exclusive and unique species. Can you get baby Yodas? Uh, no. Merfolk, feline spirits, equine, equi equine spirits. Should we go on? How about demons and internal spirits? I don't think you should do the de demons. Let's do okay. something else just in All case. Right. Just in case. <laughs> I, uh, let's. Uh, how about the merfolk? Okay. Those are like mermaid, aquatic mermen, spirits. or yep. more. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. So merfolk and aquatic spirits. So we get a fish head to talk to us. Selkie, a custom conjure. That's $75. Kelpie, a custom conjure. $125. Wait, what third grader is coming up with the names for these? Uh, that's Kelpie. So the most expensive one is, is Kelpie. Let's see what happens when I <laughs> click on Kel Kelpie. Kelpie, the custom conjure. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Kelpies are Celtic mythological creatures that have a reputation for luring unsuspecting humans to their homes and then drown them. Oh my <laughs> okay. gosh. The methods of drowning varies in That's mythology. it, I can't take a bath anymore. One of the most popular is that Kelpie will somehow adhere their human victim to themselves and pull them under the water. Kelpies have an equine, equine, equine um, and a humanoid form and they are aquatic beings that have a great deal of mystique surrounding them. The Kelpies I conjure come from a unique reel that does not resemble oh Earth gosh. in a physical way. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of, because the, there's a lot written here. I'm trying right. to get to the bottom of... How much it costs? Okay, so How many once, rolls of the 20-sided die that they need? So she's just saying that she will conjure something that's close to the person's... Um, Oh, Pocket close book. to the person's uh, requests, as close as she can get to their specifications. And the more money that you spend, the closer it will get to your specifications. She says the Kelpies are very dark in energy and tend to be somewhat volatile. So depending on their power level, I may estimate a longer vetting time. During the vetting period, I will journal and record my sessions with them and provide them to you in a compiled PDF once they are ready to come home. The price of the listing covers the time and energy spent to find a match for you and to properly vet and write up a document. Oh the listing does gosh. not include a physical vessel. If you wish to have a physical vessel, please add the vessel add-on to your purchase. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it's saying here it's dark and it's black arts, and I don't even want to know why somebody would want a Kelpie. <laughs> So there you go. I There's call my the water gist thing, of Kelpie it. And the other I don't water even. Cressy. I don't even want to add the link onto our page because. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> wow. To me, this sounds like people grifting people, uh, people that ne truly need help, and that will believe this stuff and well, charging the money for it. Well, when I looked at the pictures of the three conjurers, I wondered if it was the same person. So take a look at the pictures here. All right. Hold on. Okay. There's Katie. Okay. Smiles a little different, but then here's the next one. Ember. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the picture's taken for the... Right. Katie looks like she's in her car. Yes. And then the last one. 
Oh, they all do look like the same white girl. <laughs> kind of does, right? <laughs> Just different looks and different makeup. Right, right. Kind of so. like when you used to have a uh, t- talk about photos and resumes. Uh, actresses, actors and actresses on, on one side of the picture is your 8 by 10 and on the other side is uh, a, what we call a composite where you have the different characters that you can play. Right. So that, yeah, I don't know, that could be. Uh, I'm just, I, yep. Wow. There you have it. Wow. The Dragon's is, Library. That is unbelievably nutty. Very different and somebody's buying it. I can't believe it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> All right, there you go, right. folks. Have you ever have you ever dealt with uh, conjuring? And... Have you ever wanted someone <laughs> to take your money and tell you that there's a dragon spirit that knows you and In knows all the details? And, and, the... and oh they're your best gosh. friend. What do you think? Do you think I'm being uh, out of out of line by mocking this completely? Because it's could just. The same things I've said could be said about any religion, I suppose. You can go to Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. You know, at Snack a Little. Or you can call us on our Google Voice line. It's 909-572-0278. Let us know what you think about all the things that we talked about on the show today. And if you like sour cherry tartness. And you know what? Just drop in and say hey. We like that too. Yeah, that's true. Just don't go, hey, 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 because then we're going to know you're Fat Albert. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And by all means, come on back. Bye now.